we will now begin with an opening speech by Sri R.J. Ratnakar. Sri R.J. Ratnakar is the illustrious son of Swami's younger brother, Sri R.V. Janaki Ramaya Garu, who, as a member of Sri Satyasai Central Trust, did historical service to humanity by actively taking part in the service projects initiated by Bhagawan. Right from his birth, Sri Ratnakar grew up under the loving care and divine guidance of Bhagwan. We may say, Bhagwan molded him at a young age and prepared him to take up the responsibilities in his divine mission. He graduated from Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning with an MBA in 1991. He was awarded the All-Rounder Gold Medal in the year 1990. As instructed by Bhagwan, he spent about a decade in the corporate world in Bangalore, understanding the various aspects and workings of an institution. In the year 2003, he relocated to Puttaparthi as directed by Bhagwan and actively associated himself with spiritual and service activities of Prashanti Nilayam. As the first assignment, Bhagwan appointed him as the chairman of Srimadhi Ishwarama High School, Puttaparthi. Later, in March 2010, Swami blessed him to be the trustee of Sri Satyasai Central Trust. Currently, he also serves as trustee of Sri Satyasai Sadhana Trust and Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning, a public charitable trust. Let's give a big round of applause to Sri Ratnaka, sir. It's a wonderful day. I'm feeling really elated and very, very happy to see so many young people coming to Prashanti Nilayam. Brother in introduction said, Baba molded Ratnakar at a very young age. Definitely when I see this gathering, I see Baba molding again one young group of people into Sai mission, into a wonderful human beings. Sai mission is all about just not the service, just not the Narayan Sevas, are you going to some hospital doing some Seva, going to old age home and doing, you know, giving some kind words and loving words and giving them some bread, clothing. It's not just that. The Sai mission is all about each one of us. Baba has come down and he was, took an avatar only to transform each individual human being into a divine being. That's the main purpose of Sai mission. But in the process of that, Swami gave us many ways to attain that goal. It's like you want to go to Malaysia, you have different airlines, different routes. You want to go to Nepal, there are different routes, different airlines. Like each, in, you want to go to Indonesia, there are various routes. The destination may be a one, but the vehicle, sir, you can decide the vehicle, the way you want to go, which airline you want to go, which route you want to go. It can be our own choice. 
some people can reach god by meditation some people can feel god by contemplation some people cannot do either so they need to take something more gross more outwardly that's why baba said do service two important things which swami has given to humanity is love and service that's why if you go into kulwant hall and you see mahasamadhi what is it written there love all serve all because love and service these two things are most important for every living human being not only to human being every living creature on this planet earth who is the one who can say i can live without love is there anybody who, amongst us who can say we will not we will be able to live without love no it's not possible can anyone say that we will live without service no you need to be served how you are saying you may know i do my own job and i don't need service no the moment you are born your mother did not leave you just like that she gave you every minute to minute she gave you the care she served you so 24 by 7 so that you can stand walk talk you you can be on your own otherwise you are an infant you do not know anything in this world whatever happens you are not able to defend yourself you can do anything but at that point in time your mother serves you she knows what time to feed you when to take you bed when to take you to uh, give you a bath how to clean you how many times to clean you all that a mother does she need you are always being served today when we are coming into this beautiful auditorium and nicely dressed white very nicely crisp shirt and nice color lovely sarees you are wearing and coming here how is it possible that you are able to come so so very well dressed and come here somebody has washed your clothes somebody has ironed it okay that is one side before that that cloth which you are wearing today somebody has woven that particular cloth okay somebody has woven the cloth then what happened to the prayer to that somebody has converted into somebody has brought the cotton to the mill where it is woven into a, a a cloth if somebody has brought a cotton somebody else has shown the seed in the soil if somebody has sown the seed in the soil somebody before that has plowed it and made make it very very useful for the cultivation so many people are involved in you i wearing this wonderful nicely creased shirt or a nice lovely sari it is it is a chain of work it is not just that it happens now you are having in a cupboard you are coming that is what our limited understanding is but when you look back there are so many people who have served you for you to be what you are for you to be where you are that is why baba said entire universe is connected entire universe is connected you cannot be in isolation you cannot live in isolation you cannot exist in isolation the entire universe is connected 
then that's why today though in a remote place like puttaparthi perhaps today you are able to see a lot of high rise buildings and uh, it's very everything is there in puttaparthi but in those days when baba decided to descend onto this planet and he chose puttaparthi puttaparthi was a very very a remote back of the beyond hamlet it's a very very remote place it is it did not have even road it did not have an electricity it did not have it was not having any space on any map any road map because there were no roads here if you have to catch a bus the minimum distance you have to travel is 25 kilometers either you do by walking or by bullock cart whichever way you have to reach 25 kilometers to catch a bus why did god chose a place like that why we can always you know we get a doubt young people are here they get a doubt why the hell was <laughs> such a place was chosen what is the reason he could have chosen nice uh, singapore kind of a place or new york or easy to for people to fly in fly out and you know why did he choose such a place the reason is the answer is this very this very conference today all of us are able to come to puttaparthi all of us are coming to puttaparthi because in the when it's god wills everything is possible i had a very i think this theme of this conference is about faith am i right okay i had a very unique uh, uh, conversation with a very elderly devotee he was in delhi so this uh, elderly uh, uh, devotee had called us for dinner elderly means don't think he is some 60 70 he was 91 only <coughs> he just 91 years but very very uh, very bright and very affectionate and very warm person so we went for uh, to his house for uh, dinner he was alone at home 91 and he was alone at home he has a huge family very renowned family in this country but he was alone at home i asked him sir koi nahi hai nobody is here he said yes i have a big family but nobody is here but i have a company of bhagwan shri satya sai baba he is always lives in the company of swami and we, of course uh, in the conversation 5 6 hours it lasted because he had so much to talk about bhagwan is one of the very leading industrial families of the country this gentleman while he was talking i asked him sir how was your first trip to puttaparthi what happened just like that you know is a 91 years old uh, uh, veteran seen the life of this world the ups and downs and is doing very he has done very well in his life people of what is that their take about uh, this place and how did you come he said in 19 late 1950s or 60s he came very early 60s he came maybe it must be 59 or 61 something in that range he somebody told him there is one satya sai baba you must see him so he came to bangalore 
from Bangalore. He said, I took, uh, of course, because of his, he had, uh, he could afford it. Those days, there was only a Fiat car was there uh, in, uh, uh, in our country. There's only two brands were there, either Ambassador or uh, next is Fiat. So, he drove, he says, five, six hours he took for me from Bangalore to, today it is just two hours because you have six lane roads and better vehicles. But he took six, seven hours to come here. He reached here. When he reached to Puttaparthi, it's only completely, uh, only there's a mandir, but nothing around. It's a small little, uh, two few rooms were there. He was shocked, where did he come and uh, what happened? Why did I travel so much and come here? But somebody who had recommended that you should come and have darshan, he said, okay, where do I stay? They said there is uh, one room in this entire uh, complex with attached toilet. And uh, he got that room, it seems, uh, when he got that room, lot of people were asking him, whoever there, maybe a few hundreds were there, they were all asking him, are you VIP, who are you like that? He said, how do you know I'm a VIP? Because they said you have a, a room with attached toilet, that's why you are a VIP. That is what the measure was in 1960s, 50s, late 50s. Fine, he, he was feeling little important, then they said Baba will come here. And he, they took him to the darshan line and he was seated there. When he was sitting there, Baba came, walked past, he did not see him. Swami must have been just maybe 38, 40, he must have been very young. He walked past and I am so and so, I am an industrialist, but this gentleman is not looking at me. You know, it hits uh, people with little bit of ego, it plays up. Swami did not look at him, he went past. Then he went back to the person and uh, the man who brought him and recommended and all that, he said, Hey guy, did you tell this man, this young, young guy, did you tell him that I am so and so, I am seated here? He said, see, I can tell but I can't make him look at you, it is not possible, it is difficult to deal with him. Oh, you should have told me earlier only. So, but again, next day he came, Baba comes, don't, doesn't look at him, he goes back. It's three days over, imagine for a man to have, holding that ego is a little, is a, we, all of us have some little bit ego. And uh, when he, he, it's playing its role, we find it difficult to handle things. So he was a bit perplexed. Third day, he said, it is time I must leave. This is not going to happen. This gentleman is not even looking at me. He looks okay, but somebody who is in ochre row with a lot of uh, uh, hair is okay, but he uh, is not even looking at me and uh, I am feeling little odd and uh, every day Baba would take, Swami will take people for interviews, but this man is not getting the chance. Meanwhile, he said, he told me, there is one Christian father who, was, who used to be next to him in the lines. You know, it's 100 people are there. Like, you know, if we are there for a week, we all know each other like that. So if there are some few hundred only, he said I was, he was sitting and a father, a father, he means he's in the church, father was, also used to be seeing him once in a way. The third day happens to be that father was sitting next to him. They, they strike, they struck a conversation. Said, where are you from? He said, I am come from New York. The father said, I am come from New York. 
I have come from here only in India and I am finding it difficult. How did you come from New York? No, no, somebody told me there is a very uh, wonderful person here and I thought I must come. I have come. He said, uh, you are a Christian father. He said, so what? Still, I want, I have, I have a very great earning for God. I want to know and I understand that the Indian system is fantastic. People are here who are very, very godly and I thought I must come and meet uh, Sai Baba. Anyway, that conversation took place. Swami comes for darshan. Darshan. And this time, Swami doesn't look at that industry, but picks up the father. Says, come for interview. And Swami goes, uh, goes inside. The father also accompanies Swami for interview. 45 minutes, 50 minutes, one hour. After that, the father came back. Very surprisingly, when father came and sat, this man was very inquisitive. He was asking, what is your impression about this man? Father just kept silent and he said, okay. He was nodding, he said, he was not talking. Then this man said, please tell me, I don't want to waste any more time here. I need to take back. Please tell your impression about this person. You have interacted. You have talked to him. Seems uh, the father turned to him and said, he's the closest thing to God which a human eye can ever see. The father replied him in one line, he's the closest thing to God when, which a human eye can ever see it. The father from New York says this and this man gets a jolt of his life. He says, who is this guy from New York coming? And telling about this person is very young and he just just walks past everybody and he he picks up, he talks to whomever he likes and gives a grants interview in spite of we are industrially sitting here and being recommended, being reminded, all that he is not taking any notice of me. But uh, and this guy within half an hour is uh, this man is able to impress him so much. What is it? He got more inquisitive and uh, asked his father, what happened? What did you do? He said nothing. There were so many other groups. Baba talked to each group. But when he came to me, he just talked to me just five, six minutes. But in that five, six minutes, Baba revealed entire his life. The most crucial points in life, Baba said, this happened to you. I was the one who was rescuing you. This happened to you in this particular place. I was the one who was with you, bailing out you. So, three, four instances of his life, Baba said, I have been always with you. Today, I have brought you just to confirm you that I love you and I am going to be with you. This man is completely flabbergasted. Okay. That's not the end of it. Then, Baba is giving vibhuti and he is just about to come out. Baba taps him and asks him to come back. He comes back. And Baba says, don't compare religions. Baba tells this father, don't compare religions. That's all. And he comes out. So this father narrated to him and uh, this industry asked him, why did he say don't compare religions? I don't know. He's mind-boggling. I have done double PhD in comparative religion. <laughs> this man, this father holds double PhD in comparative religion. And Swami, while coming out, no, he had not revealed to anybody. Nobody asked his qualifications in those days. 
60s, who would have watched in that ground, in Darshan ground, maybe 50, 100 people, who would have watched him, his qualification people would not have watched. So he's, he's completely swept off his feet. This man is something, he's, he's like, you know, he's part of you, he's part of your life. He's, in every step of life, he knows who you are, what you are. Who can be that? If somebody be part of you, somebody can be accompanying to your life, is it possible by any ordinary human being? Is it possible? Is it possible to know your past completely from right from the birth? Is it possible for some guru to just know what you are doing, where you are going? No, it's not possible. It's only possible only by God because God resides in you. When he, God resides in you, he's part of you, he's living with you, he's, that's how Swami knows every part of, every part of each, of each one of our lives. That's how he could reach out to all of us. Today, how many of you are coming for the first time to Puttaparthi? Can you raise your hands, please? My, lot of them. Welcome to Sai family. So happy to see you all. You all should know that it is not your journal chair or your young leader or young whoever national chair or whoever they are in that. They, it looks like they have invited you or they've included you in this and you have come. No. Each one of you, Baba used to say, if anybody has to set their foot into Prashanti Nilayam, if they have to enter Prashanti Nilayam, they have to have my permission. So all of you have been handpicked by Baba to come to Prashanti Nilayam. It is not by chance, but by choice that you are here, you must know. Some of them got up from sleep just now after clapping. <laughs> this is a hazard of uh, post-lunch session. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> don't be embarrassed, just I'm joking. <laughs> no, they got up and started clapping. <laughs> In fact, uh, when uh, young brothers came and told me, what is your message, I said, Ask them to relax and enjoy here. <laughs> this is a beautiful place, beautiful uh, saga of Sai. Here, love is the only medium of communication. Swami, as a young, he started, you know, do you know what age he started his mission? He started his mission at the age of 14. Age of? 14 until 85, good 70 years, 70 long years, he was completely into this mission, not a minute was wasted, not a minute. Even at the 80s, he used to be very, very, very active. He always wanted young people to be into service. Ideal mind is devil's workshop. We should never be idle at the young age. That's why he started himself. My life is my message. He himself started at the very young age. Do you know very big masters? All of them have been very, very young. 
most of the mass jesus you know what was his he when he said he started preaching he was hardly maybe 18 18 hours that that's a very young age maybe our age your age group no, no i'm i'm grown old now your age group definitely all the masters the great masters are always have been swami vivekananda was 30 30s he was in uh, 20s he was in america and in fact uh, at 39 he passed away and uh, he left his body they are all young shankaracharya was very young shankaracharya when he left his body was 34 or so that means they have done so much in that young that span of age so it is start early drive slowly reach safely we are very lucky that at this young age we have come into the divine path see many people think uh, you know we have careers we have so much of work we have do that do this we have business to take care of it we have to build that uh, bungalows we have buy so many cars we have to have this children i have to give this apartment we keep working and we say maybe at the age of 60 let us after retirement they say okay let us come into sai mission let us do some work it will be yeah there is no age uh, prescribed for anybody coming to this path but coming at the young age is a greatest advantage you have because sometimes in like you for example you are going on a, a drive you go on a wrong route if you go you do not know nobody guides you you are going on the wrong route thinking it's a right one you have traveled a long distance then at the end of it you found if you find that that route is not the one which you are supposed to take it's a painful to take the journey back to come back and take a new route or the correct route but at the very young age if we are given this guidance to go in the right path how wonderful it will be and so much of effort will be saved for us baba has done that for us today this young adult program whatever youth program today all of you have been brought into this this wonderful uh, uh, size mission and you we are on the correct course correct path so that our life we will never be ever, ever feel regret or anything that i know i should have i should have traveled a different path i had a professor from harvard once i was talking to him he had come here he was talking me generally about uh, spirituality is a very spiritual bent of mind it seems six times he had come to india in search of some guru or spiritual master over a period of 25 years every 3 4 years like that he used to come search for 2 3 months and then he goes back after nearly 24 years he came to baba and there he found that here is the real master i have found and uh, he settled down here means he thought that he accepted swami as guru but he continued his profession in the harvard then he had a doubt what he asked me is if at all if i get a chance to talk to baba i will ask but please ask baba on my behalf if you get a chance i said what is that question he said why did he not permit me the first trip i would have saved some 20 years or 25 years had he allowed me to come, come here in the very first trip i would have had his association for 20 years 25 years why did he do that i want to know the answer for that 20 years i have lost six trips i made had i been to him the very first trip my life would have been much more joyful i said okay you only will let us see you ask or i i get a chance if you get a chance you ask 
He said, remote that I am going tomorrow. But if you get a chance, you please ask. I happened to get a chance and I asked Baba once. And Baba very beautifully said, if you had not travelled that journey at all, he would not reach me at all now in this 25th year. Had he not started that journey on that day, he would have not been able to come here at all. That spiritual bent of mind, he has got that six times he has come to India. I know that the journey that soul required for him to do the journey for that long. I could have brought him in the very first time. So, but here, a beautiful quote I want to say, that what is lost in fuel is gained in distance. What is lost in fuel is gained in distance. You, are a, you have a car. You, can't, you don't want to spend fuel, but you want to reach the destination. It doesn't happen. You want to travel, you want to gain the distance, you have to expend your fuel. So what is lost in fuel is gained in distance. So what is, when we have put efforts, Today you have come very early in life to Baba, but let me tell you, we would have worked in many births to come to any master. It is not just that somebody announced a youth program and you took fancy to this and come, no. It has been worked for many, many times, many births. We acquire these things. Today, nothing comes just like that. There is no free lunch, that's what they say. There is no free lunch. Nobody gives you free. Even God also, there's nothing free like that. You need to work for it. If a rock star have to become a rock star, how long they do practice? Do, do we have any idea? At what age they start? Some of them start at the age of four, some of them are age of six. And they, there's this tremendous toil behind when they come onto the stage and uh, they are performing. We are only seeing and uh, howling and all that. But there is a tremendous toil behind that. If a cricketer, Cricketer is shining, cricketer is playing very well. There is so much of hard work behind that. They start very early in life. If there is a great uh, musician, it is not just they come and they will perform on the uh, podium and go back. There is so much of hard work involved in that. So much of hard work. Similarly, why? what is that hard work? That is called, in our Indian language, it is called sadhana. Sadhana is practice. Nothing but simply translate into practice. You have to practice. Keep practicing, practicing only you become. For anything and everything we are accepting that to become a good, uh, uh, very good athlete we have to practice. We have to become a good musician, we have to practice. We have to become a very good uh, singer, we have to practice. For everything we are practicing. Then you want to good, become a very good spiritual person, you don't want to practice. How is it possible? It is not possible. We have to practice. That is why it's called sadhana. You have to have sadhana. Sadhana is nothing but a practice, continuous practice to become a better spiritual person. To become an adept in spirituality that is also requires lot of, lot of hard work. Hard work means three o'clock getting up, getting up in the morning and uh, doing uh, japam or standing on one leg and doing uh, uh, gayatri, whatever uh, so many people prescribe. No. This journey is not outward journey. This journey is inward journey. It is a journey within. 
so how do we young people will get into this yeah now only we start uh, journeying inside we let there so much time no this is a very long journey we have to start early drive slowly reach safely we have to go inside inward each one of you please think for one one minute just wait there i'll tell you one small uh, uh, story what happened we were young people of 13 14 people we were there accompanying baba into uh, you know to whitefield bangalore he said go and have a sight seeing and come back this is very dear to me my this story i keep relating to because it's very dear to me because it had made a lasting impression what baba is to teach young people he said go and uh, have a sight seeing trip today all young fellows go and see bangalore and come back so he provided us a vehicle gave us some money for uh, uh, having lunch in bangalore so we went and came back in the evening he was casually asking hey did you go what all you saw what are the sights seeing sights you saw we said so 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 then he said what about your lunch we said swami we had spent we had such a such a place lunch and we spent so much he said how much money you spent we had spent quite easy. he had given us 500 rupees so we had spent around 450 rupees something like that he said swami 450 rupees suddenly he was bit serious he said 450 rupees is spent how could you do that bangalore city 15 of us go and eat it will cost so much he said what is the cost in our canteen what is the lunch cost in our canteen those days it used to be 2 rupees we said baba 2 rupees how many people can eat the money you spent 450 rupees if your lunch is 2 rupees how many people can eat how many sorry nobody seems to be sure of arithmetic 225 so 225 people could partake lunch full lunch in our canteen we had spent 450 rupees in so he was very not happy at all he said how could you do this did you ever think that so many people can eat you know today you have eaten 15 of you have partaken the food which 225 people can take in our canteen we didn't know what to do we all pale and completely red it was not see it's a beautiful thing which baba taught us to be responsible towards our fellow human beings he told us that in this country there are so many people who go to sleep without having a square meal a day lot of people go hungry to bed because they can't afford they can they can have one meal a day that's a great thing for them don't waste money on this food he was trying to teach us to be responsible he had given us 500 he knew the prices in the city he knew that you know it will cost us so much but when we came back he was only driving to us that just have that empathy have think about others because today 225 people could have been fed here he he never wanted that you know we have come back and have in canteen he had given us he said have your lunch in city but he wanted us to know how responsible we should be 
so it is always it rings in my ear whenever he says that's why many times uh, people who sit with me for lunch they keep asking why you are eating so less because it is ingrained into us that don't take more than what you can eat you are not supposed to take never waste food never waste water never waste anything natural resources never you know we used to have in a birthday if anybody were having a birthday or any function you know this uh, uh, rice is mixed with uh, turmeric and uh, it's like you know what's called akshatas you know they put uh, uh, rice on the head as a blessing so in those days we used to whoever has in having a birthday they will take a bowl of rice sit in the front and show it to swami swami will take some rice and put that is what is meant for swami would say why are you bringing so much rice in a such a big bowl get little because lot of people needs to be fed in this country lot of people go without food why are you wasting this don't mix with aldi if you want to have a blessing bring in a small cup baba would say just for you want to blessing without this also i can bless you but still you want to feel my blessings you feel that i i have blessed you get in a small cup don't bring and waste so much of grains means it is not being frugal it is being responsible we are being responsible for towards our fellow human beings it's all about the brothers and sisters is all about your fellow human beings today if we are talking about world peace and uh, baba for that also beautifully said don't talk about world peace world peace world peace individual peace is more important than world peace today each individual is peaceful then only world will be become peaceful if you go on saying world peace world peace but all individuals are agitated can there be peace in this world no it cannot be each individual should be peaceful if a house have to be peaceful the individual all if there are four people in the house if one of them is not happy or not unwell can all others be happy no no way if house has to be peaceful all the four in the house should be healthy and peaceful if all the houses in the street are need to be peaceful a street has to be peaceful all the houses in the street have to be peaceful if a, a, a town has to be peaceful all the streets in the town should be peaceful so finally whichever way you see the peacefulness has to be starting with your own self the buck starts with yourself buck starts stops with yourself so baba has come only for that purpose to transform us about faith again you two things in uh, swami's uh, commandments is that implicit faith is one thing and uh, unconditional love these two things as long as you have them believe me you will be the winner in this world whichever part of the world you are wherever you go you have unconditional love and implicit faith you should have faith in your, yourself baba used to say self confidence is the first thing for anybody unless you don't have self confidence you cannot do anything a man who is morose and all the time like you know baba used to call them castral faces fellows no all the drooping fellows all the grummy faces no he says can a man who is unhappy can make others happy no you need to be happy to make others happy 
if you give lectures by just saying hey you do this you do the good things and yourself are doing all wrong things will anybody listen to you no so you first we have to mold ourselves we have to mold ourselves so that we can there is one less trouble in this world the moment you transform and just take care of yourself one less one less trouble in this world we don't add to the trouble of this world if once like that each individual if there are 250 people today in this gathering all of us are very nice and we have become very good imagine world is so much peaceful after that means 250 people that much headache is less so that's what baba said transform yourself he, to, he would even tell us you don't bother about the society and going transforming don't give big lectures you do yourself it's a reflection reaction resound what you see in the world is your own reaction you know there is a story of dharmaraja and uh, uh, duryodhana krishna called uh, both of them and told duryodhana hey duryodhana go and find a bad guy in this uh, kingdom so he went around then he called uh, uh, yudhishthira and said hey go and find a bad guy and uh, duryodhana go and find a good guy so both of them went after two days they came back krishna was there krishna asked uh, duryodhana hey what are the list of good guys in this kingdom duryodhana said swami i did not krishna i did not find any guy who is good if at all anybody good it is myself then he called yudhishthira and said hey did you find give me your list of bad guys yudhishthira said krishna i did not find anybody bad because if at all anybody is bad it is myself so swami would say if you are finding bad outside why are you doing that because that is within you if you are finding everything good why are you able to see good because it's within you what is in you only you will be able to see outside what is not in you you will not be able to see that's why duryodhana had all the bad things inside that's why he could not find anybody good yudhishthira had all the good things inside that's why he could not see anything bad if we are seeing anything bad in this world please correct ourselves there is something first thing is question yourself what is the wrong with us what is wrong with me then automatically we will see once you change everything looks very nice very beautiful it's our own projection the life is our own projection so the place is the right place you have come lot of young people who have come here is a right wonderful place to be at this very young age because his life is very very you know it has ups and downs and there but all that baba gives us is the faith the confidence because there is no place where you cannot have problems problems will do come because baba used to say you have a head headache may come why you have a headache because your head so it can happen because you have life there will be problems problems can come because you have a fever you have that is a big problem you feel you have a headache you have some financial problem it will for time being then next time you get money you have a problem with the money so all people people have all sort of problems but life without problem is not possible in this world have you seen any time a ocean without waves is it possible to see ocean without waves no likewise life without problems it cannot be seen 
only when we come to baba that balance is he bestows that balance on us he gives us that outlook to take everything in our stride to take things in our stride so this is a wonderful to see all of you here i think baba has blessed this gathering because in this summer nobody would like to come here at 45 46 degrees you have chosen to come and the inspiration is swami baba has inspired you to come for some reason you may not know please one thing i want to tell you as a young brother sister i also have gone through this don't worry what you are gaining what you are seeing what is it what is that because anything that is happening spiritually you will not know at that point in time baba is like that when you grow into your life some day sometime these three days will be very very i can assure you give a guarantee that sometime in life after maybe 5 years 10 years 20 years you definitely will thank swami for giving you these three days here definitely there is no doubt about it may swami bless you and enjoy yourself and the peaceful place the peace of the place it's a it's a something which millions of people across the globe come here for the peace for blessing people from all walks of life people who are happy also come here people who are sorrowful they come here people who are who have gained also come who have lost also come here all people come people come here for what for just internalizing themselves this is a place not to give you great spiritual uh teach, what's a word practices you don't don't expect that somebody will give kriya somebody will make you stand up and down or upside down or nothing will be there is very very normal because baba has only very unconventional way of doing things you know just before closing i want to tell you the beauty of this place, this place and swami's teachings is young people lot of them say hey where are going to spiritual place if you say spiritual place, why you are going at this young age generally people will go to resorts now go to some nice uh, you know uh, hill station or whatever you should go out for a nice picnic tour why are you going for three days into summer you know it's like coming to this place what is that why are we coming you know the beauty of this this swami's teachings and swami's spiritual mission is he never he never asked any one of us to do a particular thing he only said spiritualize your life if you are a young man we are studying you can't say i am doing bhajan so your marks are less he would not accept it you have to do well as a student you have to do well you have to get very good marks he won't accept if you say i am very good bhajan singer so i am getting less also no no compensation is given like that as a student you have to study then if you go and say swami i have got a i am trying for a job he will say okay get a good job and you will ask what is your salary if you say some little, little less salary he says try for a good salary so he always encouraged people if you have gone to him and say bless me because i am having a i am buying a a car he said which car he said small car why you are taking a small car car buy a car with boot no he will always encourage you to do that and if you say swami i am 
buying a two bedroom flat he says why buy three bedroom your parents when they come they can stay in one extra room will be there useful for you your children where will they stay like that that means what the normal our life is not affected he always encouraged us to do the spirit, spirituality means not that you give up everything and just do some you know zapam somewhere no the beauty of sai teachings is you be in the world but spiritualize your world everything you can spiritualize whatever you are doing can be spiritualized by following swami's teachings very simple teachings i think next two days they will take you through may swami bless you i am really very very happy because such a young we were all we all used to be around swami like this very at a very young age we were 14 15 20 18 20 like that and uh, we have to live whatever your teachings you learn from here one biggest emphasis swami used to do is practice whatever you learn try to practice one thing which you learn here your life will be celebration trust me your life will be very very happy if you follow one teaching of baba that's all follow one teaching everything else will fall into line just take that anything even it may be very silly like you know i will get up every day 5 o'clock do that every day 5 o'clock you get up you say still things can work for you if is because swami used to say don't allow sun to say good morning to you you say get up and be ready and say good morning always he said get up early start early morning simple simple things i will never say a lie in my life how many of you can raise the hands that we can say never will never say lie nobody is raising did you hear me we will never say lie in our life can anybody raise the hands not possible nobody is raising uh, suresh <laughs> i am asking <laughs> suresh you are not also raising <laughs> so <laughs> don't worry not that difficult take a simpler things and <laughs> but one thing when i say raise your hands and say that you will never lie nobody raised but let me tell you by not raising you are being very honest for that you will get marks <laughs> that is what here is prashantinilam we see what you already have it we don't ask for what you do not have it <laughs> okay so wonderful enjoy yourself god bless you may swami bring you here not only in this group even individually whenever is possible keep keep in touch with this master he will be a best friend for you god yes if you can't relate him like that it's okay keep him as your friend not even as a guru keep him as a friend baba is the best friend you can ever have because let me tell you wherever you are without network without mobile phone without wifi he can connect to you be rest assured have him as a good friend god bless you sairam